podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation and welcome to uh, episode two, if you like, part two of my show with uh, Mr. Tony Rivers. Really looking forward to it. This episode is a Cardiff versus Swansea special. A history, if you like, of uh, Cardiff and Swansea through the eyes of Tony, which is going to be a really interesting thing. We're going to talk about the rivalry, the atmosphere, the culture, the clothes, the music, it all through the eyes of the man himself. But um, as always, guys, we've got shows on all sorts of subjects, so please check out all the different stuff. Um, we have interviews and podcast content, loads of stuff. YouTube.com slash Ace Podcast Nation for the videos. And then each show has got its own little page within podcast platforms. For example, this will probably be under Ace Podcast Nation Presents My Story, I think. It might also be under Rodri Gigs on Football. I haven't decided yet. But um, we'll see how we go. But um, for the meantime, let's bring the man himself in. Uh, and welcome back, author and Cardiff City fan. Mr. Tony Rivers, welcome back, my friend. How are you? Good evening, Simon. How are you, mate? Uh, all good, buddy. It's been a, it's Thank always you, been like a long time. Thank you for the invite back. That's it, mate. Oh, mate, pleasure. It's been a while, obviously, the, the last time. we um, There's been a, one or two things that have happened since then. <laughs> and um, we've been allowed to our haircut for one. I know, isn't it? That's it, mate. Uh, thinking about it, you know, going back, how crazy was that when uh, we weren't even allowed to go and have a haircut? Oh, so, uh, it's, uh, it's weird, isn't it? Like, we spent two years in that kind of COVID era, pretty much. And, like, you had, like you say, you couldn't go and get your hair cut and you couldn't do all these different things. And then now we're almost, almost completely back to normal, I think. And um, fingers crossed. It just looks like it's going to go. It's just it kind of disappeared as quickly as it's uh, come. But here's what it is, isn't it? Um, we got through yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We've had many a conversation about it over the last two years. Yeah, yeah 100%, mate. And, like, uh, obviously, we've been talking about doing different types of shows probably for the whole period of that two years on and off. Like, we've been, we talked about doing some stuff on music and football and, and you know, clothes as well. I think we even discussed about doing that, yeah, you know, yeah. doing a couple of shows on, on just clothes and stuff. So we'll have a bit of everything, I think, with this. Um, obviously... We're going to talk about uh, the, the South Wales derby and through your eyes and over the years. But I, wa- I want to kind of start with the upcoming game. Uh, as this goes out, it's Wednesday, which means it's on Saturday, three o'clock. Um, it's always a quite tense build-up over that week. You have a lot of Cardiff and Swansea fans working together. The banter will be flying, even though I hate that word, banter. But you know, <laughs> it'll be going back and forth a lot. There'll be The hosp- hostilities don't just start on the Saturday, um, and we will discuss, obviously, the fact that it's at 3 o'clock on a Saturday for the first time in a very yeah. long time. But um, in terms of the game itself, how are you feeling about that? Um, well, it's the fixture we we love and hate in equal measure, isn't it? Um, not so much now, but obviously when I was younger, you know, you'd be, uh, your stomach would be a knot from there. And, uh, but I, I say when I was younger, it probably still happens now when... Um, yeah, it's um, you dread it and look forward to it. Um, so hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll be uh, in the right um, uh, in the right winning camp this time. Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because obviously, um, this year neither club has really 
got anything to play with for so many years in recent memory and and younger fans perhaps have been blessed for both sides in that we're the last few years it's always been either battling relegation or going for promotion so this last chunk of the season has always meant so much but really now both teams are safe neither team is going to get to the playoffs so for the first time in a while it's from a league point of view if you like it's a bit of a damp squid but of course Swansea won the first game earlier in the season and they're looking to do the double for the first time ever. No, neither club has ever done the double. And I think yeah, that's, yeah. that is that is important that Cardiff makes sure that doesn't happen because that's uh, not a rackle that you want to be the team to lose, I don't think, is it? No, I think that this um, fascination with who does the double, like, nobody should talk about that, really. It's Probably, weird, yeah, yeah, only I, I'd say... Probably the last ten years or something. You know, you read about it and you listen to it a, bit, uh, a little bit more. But like you said, we haven't. Nobody's really got nothing to play for. We're both safe, relatively safe anyway. Um, Cardiff have, you know, we've had a good run um, since uh, Steve Morrison came in. Um, and usually, our our seasons, like you say, is um, it's a bit of a roller coaster. Mm. But this year has been a bit of a lull, but. Um, you know, we we bl- blended in some of the youngsters, um, and we got a bit of experience there on loan, and we we've done all right. Um, yeah, so I um I criticised the club massively when they appointed Mick McCarthy, and even more so when they uh, then gave him a long term contract within a month of that short term appointment. Um, and I was concerned that they might go down the same route when I saw that Steve Morrison was only in there for the end of the season at first. But I have to say, um, what Steve Morrison did was not only clever, but showed a, a wealth of experience, perhaps beyond his years in a managerial point of view, is his assistant manager is one of the most highly rated uh, assistants and coaches in Wales. I was uh, t- I talked to Derek Brazil uh, in the yeah. interview I did with him about that, he, like I forget, I forget his surname all the time. It's Tom, someone. Um, yeah, I think I think they call him Ramas at the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, um, he's one of the most highly rated coaches in Wales and probably in the UK, I would imagine. Uh, but he also then, alongside him, he brought in Darren Purse to do the twenty threes. Knows the club incredibly well. Knows yeah. what it's about. Knows how important it is to the to the fans, to the city, but also. Um, has got a really good reputation for working with young footballers. And yeah. I think one of the important things for Cardiff was to build on what Craig Bellamy had put in place. Because when Bellamy came into that academy system, he ripped it to shreds, started yeah. again. And you're seeing the benefits of that with first-team players now. Yeah. Alongside uh, Darren Pearce, he brought in Mark Hudson for the coaching staff, um, who I'm hoping to speak to at the end of the season. And look, these are players who not only know the football club, know the city... You know they skippered the club. They they uh, they are yeah. important part important players in the club's history as well. Well, Darren Pearce and Mark Hudson, this it was great. You know the, the club now has shown a little bit of continuity. Um, uh, the fans have been asking for it for a while, haven't they? You know, yeah. Um, and it's already you know bearing bearing fruits, which is great. Um, there seems to be a lot more togetherness now without support. During the McCarthy era, you know it was getting. Pretty ugly. Oh, on the I you a quick question about that, mate. The McCarthy era. Sorry to interrupt yeah. you. Um, no, no. That is about as 
hostile in terms of uh, fans turning against the football club that I can remember in probably 20-odd years, maybe even longer than that. The last time I really remember it being that hostile probably goes back to Ninian Park if you take out the rebrand because the rebrand was a bit weird in the in the like the atmosphere was strange because you had this kind of thing of some fans wanted it and some fans didn't and it was a bit mm-hmm. yeah but I don't want to talk about the rebrand please don't make yeah. us start talking about that um but like yeah like I can't I, I remember um it got quite hostile with the, when the uh, Kumar was in charge um like yeah Tony Claremont towards the end that was uh... yeah. Russell Slade was, I think, was he got quite, uh, quite negative during his reign, I suppose, because um, he was, you know, he was never good enough for that role. Mm-hmm. It was probably above his uh, level, and no disrespect to him, because I think he's a very good League One, League Two manager. It's probably just a bit too much for him. But I, would you say that is about as negative as you could remember for at least for a long time? Yeah, I think I think I've commented on it in the past, probably tweeted and you know on, about our support. Uh, people compared our home support to the away support, but it was creeping into our away support, and a lot of the songs, you know, were just slagging off the players and um, you know celebrate. If we celebrate, if we had a goal, you know, they'd be singing "Oh shit, must you be" and things like that. And it, you know, it, it obviously would affect the players. And when we were it was was it Morrison's first game when we we were three 0 down at Stoke. Yeah, yeah, it was about probably about eight hundred you know thousand Cardiff there, and that was turning quite uh, volatile until the come the comeback, and uh, we hmm. uh, we haven't looked back since. But um, yeah, I know there's uh, some of the players were were singled out. Um, you know, some some of the players weren't good enough to wear the shirt, but they you know. No, like, no. Bad attitude as well. Now, but they're not, you know, they haven't, they haven't got anywhere near the first team in the last couple of months, which is great. But um, some of it was personal, one in, you know. It, yeah, um, it gets, it just gets nasty, doesn't it? Because what you get is you get the players who get singled out for whether it's a bad attitude or not, not trying or, or whatever it may be. But it very quickly, particularly when people have had a few beers and and all the things you add into it, um, they get carried away and it can get quite personal quite quickly. And yeah. I think ultimately you don't want to be the the type of fans who are criticising your own players if you can exactly. avoid it. Thank- thankfully, things have changed though in the last. Yeah, he's done a tremendous job. You know, and we've we like we got in the uh, the loans. Like Tommy Doyle, I don't know who worked that one at the club, but um, you know the the boy's a little bit special, isn't he? Yeah, I am. Um, the day we signed him, I text Rodri and um, and said because he's up Manchester way, and he and I asked him about Tommy Doyle because I knew he's got a few Man City mates, and he sent yeah. me a voice note from a, a friend of his who's a Man City season ticket holder, and they said basically like he's a special, special boy, like he's going to be yeah. a really good footballer. And I think he's been almost the glue that's glued everything together. But I have to say, look, um, the academy players which have come through have been just as important as the lone players. At the start of January, mate, I said to anyone who was I talked to about, I said, I cannot see how Cardiff are going to stay up because we have no money. Mm. We've got a fairly new manager and we need four or five players. I cannot, I, and, I, and we were only going one way. 
and I couldn't see. And fair play to Steve Morrison. Not only did he get those players in, he got the right players in that we needed in terms of positions, but also players with the right attitude. Um, and they got clearly done their homework. Um, yeah, like people like Isaac, um, Ruben, uh, Joe Began. I think they get invaluable experience, right? even though right. they were thrown in. They were thrown into the deep end, right? Initially, yeah. Well, and, he got criticised, didn't he, for the way he treated Isaac Davis, and uh, I think it was someone else as well because he yeah, substituted yeah. them after they were sub come on as subs. And then the next game, Isaac Davis. I, next two games, I, Isaac Davis scored three goals in in two. Um, well, I, I, never, I never understood that at the time, and you know we we had conversations about this at the time. Isaac, he'd only um, he'd only played a, less than a handful of games, and he, he he did well when he came on again at Huddersfield. And then we go to Bournemouth, and we we get him beat by um, at the time the best side in the division, um, and we were down to ten men, and he came on, you know. Didn't, Obviously, didn't have the didn't have the best the times when he came on, but I thought that was um, um, I thought that was a bit of a absurd piece of management when uh, when he went public about it. Mm. But you know, people are saying now, oh, well, you know, you have to be cruel to be kind, and look what it's done to Isaac. But Isaac could've, was could've Isaac on. was good enough before then. He, you know, uh, um, yeah, that was that that was something um, that left a bad taste in the mouth. Yeah, I think my only thing with it is um, Steve Morrison knows Isaac Davis and he knows those academy players particularly well. He knows perhaps what works with them. And I think sometimes uh, we all as football fans forget that uh, the manager and the players will have individual relationships. And obviously he's worked with them in the academy before he's taken the first team job. So if anything, he's more familiar with the younger players than perhaps he is with some of the others. So maybe he's got that kind of, you know, maybe Isaac Davis is a player, for instance, who who needs to be told straight, you're not good enough yeah, today. I, th- I think things are have improved, you know. Um, yeah, they've been very good, mate. Um, in terms of this game now, how do you think it'll play out? Do you think we might see a bit more of a slightly more free-flowing game because there's nothing really to play for? Possibly, I think. We've we've got a really good, strong home record, haven't we, recently? Yes, and hopefully, hopefully we can keep that going. And I've seen the Swans once or twice. Um, I think it was West Brom the other week. Excuse me, and they um, um, they still they still solid when they were pretty decent on the counter attack that night. Um, it's going to be a, it's going to be another tight game. But like you say, if we get an early goal, it, it could be um, could be exactly what we need. Yeah, Swansea been very up and down, mate. Um, you know, the West yeah. Brom game particularly was very good, but the game before that, they played uh, Sheffield United and got absolutely annihilated 4 0. Yeah, and, and then they went up Peterborough recently and lost 2 1 today. Um, yeah. So, oh, no, sorry, they were 2 1 down there, and then they come back. And they came the back end. to win 3 2, where they lost the Blackpool. Yeah, yeah. They got so, like you say, it's, it's, it's been ebbing and flowing on there. But we have they, been quite, we've been quite solid, haven't we? Recently? Yeah, we've been consistent, um, mate, is the main thing. The Defence is sound, and we've got, you know, um, Ryan Wintle in the uh, CDM role, um, which uh, he's a he's a unsung hero. And yeah. what we were going on about just now, I think, you know, people like Cody, Drama, and Tommy, the way they've developed the last couple of months, it's going to um, it's going to have a knock-on effect when clubs um, are looking to loan players out in the future. 
and then you know they come into Cardiff and they, and they see where the development's going on there but from their young players and um, hopefully they'll um, you know they'll be uh, give us a, quite a few favours in the future like yeah I think so um, with those three you mentioned there I hope we can sign one of them permanently and maybe get the other two on loan again next year because look with all due respect as good as Tommy Doyle's been he's not going to play first team football for Man City next no. year so but the, you know, he, the, same, the same with at Leeds apparently there's a rumour that Leeds are looking for a new fullback but the um, uh, the problem is the more they develop you they, the they and they're in the market then aren't they yeah other clubs in the Premier League you know, bottom half down probably will be looking at them and thinking they can do a job here. Um, yeah. What was it, what's the kid at Everton? He, uh, the youngster. Um, I watched him uh, last oh, week. I'm he's, terrible he's, with names. I'm Anthony. His name isn't it? Um, but he, he he's been really good. I've, I've, I've noticed him. But he he's very similar to uh, Tommy Doyle. Um, mm. and obviously, he's a step above Tommy at the moment. But you can see Tommy. Reaching out probably within a year or two. Well, we could be playing Everton next year, mate. So, after they win last week, well, we never know. Um, in terms of the Swansea players, just quickly, there's them. Um, they got some good. They got a good, pretty good spine. Um, I'm a big fan of Ben Cabango uh, when he's playing for Wales. Uh, I okay. think he's. Uh, I think he's a really good central defender, and I think he's the, probably um, the future replacement for the likes of. Ben Davis to play alongside uh, Joe Roden. Um, but I like him. I think um, they got that boy who scored 17 goals up front. Um, I forget his name, Joel something. Um, I don't know. Piro, yeah. I think he's, I think he, uh, scored against, he scored against us down there, didn't he? Yeah, he's a danger man, obviously. Um, he's got, um, I was looking at his stats the other day. Um, his, his goal conversion rate from the chances he gets is quite poor really for a striker i think it's yeah. like in the 20 percent but but he's got a, a a high accuracy in terms of when he gets a chance he hits the target so i think he's you know you've got to keep a lid on him and people like him and jamie patson and um then you've got i think so mate um very quickly <laughs> then score score prediction mate from you <sighs> okay <laughs> two one to swansea yeah Mm-hmm. No, it's a home team. <laughs> um, yeah, I think um, my heart says sort of two or three one to Cardiff. My head says we'll probably get like a. I think it's going to be a bit more open than normal. I do yeah. think that just because they both teams are comfortable. Uh, so I'm going to go two all. I think if I was being Ooh. honest, um, I know. <laughs> um, so we're going to kind of. Uh, Roll back the years, mate. Really, for um, in terms of your experience with the the South Wales derby and stuff like that. Um, just before we kind of go right back to the to your earliest experiences with it. Obviously, this 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 game coming up is the first one at three o'clock on a Saturday for a very long time. Yeah. Um, well, ironically, were you surprised but... by that that it's three o'clock? Yeah, it was it was due, but. Um... You know, they like we spoke about earlier. My first experience with 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 Shadabada now, where there was no families going, there was no mm. children going. Well, we we were children, but you know, we were young teenagers. Yeah. Um, and it's that's completely the um, 
the map has completely changed there, haven't it? Um, so. Yeah, they they still come around the bubble, aren't they? Um, actually, I was talking to somebody about it last night, and they said if this works, then they look into um, maybe stop that in the future. But who knows? You know, um, we'll go back. My first Cardiff Swansea game, my first experience of the derby, was watching sports lineup on this on a Sunday afternoon with my grandfather, my uncles. Um, David Parry Jones was the uh, presenter, and it was a it's a nightmare. It was a nightmare for a football fan in a in a house full of rugby fans because mm. it felt like the rugby was on for two hours, and then there'd be three minutes of football at the end. Yep. David Parry would introduce it. He'd say. Right now we uh, now we love some association football each every Sunday, and it'd be about three minutes on uh, Cardiff, Swansea, and maybe a bit of Newport and Wrexham. But um, John Buchanan's goal in 1980 was I probably remember that yeah from uh, from watching on a Sunday afternoon the highlights and thinking that that was unbelievable that goal. It was iconic. Um, uh, unfortunately, it was the it was the start of Swansea's. Promotion run to the to the old first division, which uh, you know still uh, st- still rankles with, uh, with with a lot. But yeah, that that goal is probably my first memory. I was se- Christmas nineteen eighty hours, so I would have been seven. But uh, one of the longest probably shots I've ever seen in my life, <laughs> uh, um, and it was still accelerating on as it net, which one of one of the most famous goals in. One of the most famous goals in Nanning Park. Um, and ironically, Gareth Bale's goal against Austria was at the same end, at, the, <laughs> at different stadiums, but at the same end of the city, um, yeah. going towards the Grange end. So, um, yeah, that was a special goals, mate. nicely. But yeah, my first Cardiff Swansea game um, was August 1987. I was 15, and me and the boys, we been started going independently for a short while for Cardiff and um yeah that was the that was the last I got told this the other day I try and work it out. That was the last three o'clock kickoff on a Saturday. Nineteen eighty seven. Wow. Jeez. That was the, that was the last one. Um they um uh, we went into town at the time town Cardiff was buzzing at the time. It was like uh, Castle Arcade, um, High Street Arcade, um, record shops, clothes shops, independent shops all over. It was uh, it was a glorious time, as uh, somebody once said. Um, and we were just getting into that dressing phase. Like I said, yeah. I was 15, I was fifteen, and that summer was probably when I was getting introduced to it. Um, one or two of the boys a little a little bit older. Um, we went, we went into town. Yeah, like I said, three o'clock kickoff. On a Saturday afternoon, lovely sunny August day. I think we had Newport a few days before in the League Cup, and it was a bit of trouble then. But um, yeah, we were walking through town, we were in Woodies, um, as you did, um, come out, and you, you could you could sense that it wasn't um, the atmosphere wasn't the same as usual yeah. for a normal for us normal Saturday afternoon game because okay. I think. That's, um, by the time we got from uh, Morgan Arcade in town to um, Tudor Street, walking down from uh, Riverside, we were asked quite a few times where we were from. Yeah. And uh, we, hadn't had, we hadn't had that before. But then, yeah, as we were walking down then, 
there was a couple of smash windows. I remember um, leading around the corner to uh, the Indian pub, um, and it was something I, you know, it was it was alien to us. So as we mm. walk around, we were about probably fifty yards from the Indian pub. There was a minibus pulled up, and a few of them run out from the side, and then uh, what I assume, obviously, they were Cardiff fans who came out. They were clashing, and one Swansea fan who came out in the minibus, he had a crutch. He, he, he broke his leg or something, and he mm. had two crutches, and he was, <laughs> he was hitting somebody with a crutch, and then he, he was getting hit with a crutch. Um, yeah, so this <laughs> this was our baptism of fire into the South East Derby. Mm. So that van sped off then, and we we were walking. We were walking with the, with the crowd then to the ground, and on the corner of um, Slope Road, and um, when you when you when the bridge I, I, when you come out the bridge, um, it was we, we yeah we were on right walking um, uh, across the road, and there's a big group to our left. We thought it was Cardiff fans walking to the ground. We we had a clue. We were so naive. Um, yeah. And then we walked across. I think we stood out a little bit, like because of the colours and um, one of us had C seventeen dungarees on at the time. Um, so. As we walked in amongst them, there was one or two looked behind and said, they know with us. Next thing, crack, we were getting it and head butted. Um, but they were obviously Swansea fans who come off the train. Right, unbeknown, unbeknown to us, we walked into like an escort, like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Four or five kids walked into that yeah. escort, thinking they were Cardiff fans. Next day, we were getting slapped. So, um, yeah, that... Um, that was uh, that was the start of it then. So when in the ground, yeah, it was um the 87, 80, 88 season, which you know, Frank Burroughs is um uh, famous site, um which won promotion later last season. But um in the ground was chaos, it was mental. Um it was a it was a mini riot on the corner of the bomb bag. We were in the middle of the bomb bag. We were we'd we when we were younger, we'd go in there with the other singers and everything, but it was kicking off mental in the corner of the Bob Bank, and we were just we were just looking, you know, um, innocent observers. Mm. And Jeff Richards, um, bless him, rest in peace, Jeff. He was a Cardiff um, football spotter for years. He was hammering in the corner, you know. And these these cops were getting beaten up. Um, and in the in the end, three I think three of the three of the people involved then they were the first to get charged with riot at the at the football match right okay it didn't stick it didn't stick but initially they got charged it was a sign with... of the times where they were going to start going with it though by the sounds of it yeah at the time it was the hardcore i think it was about five six thousand gate on that day and mm. to us that was a big crowd um it was um the ground was rickety, as you know. Mm-hmm. The, the old Bob at the old Ninian Park, you know, the there was still barbed wire on the on the fences. They they they'd have yeah. I was going to say they would have been fenced. The the, the fences, fences were the old would have been there, wouldn't they? Plastic, the plastic. The, it was you know it was a, the ground was a mess. Um, somebody tried to run over into the Swansea end that that day. Um, when when we left the ground, we um, uh, we didn't want to hang around. So 
we didn't run, but we had a little hop and a skip all the yeah. way back to Grand Central, like because we didn't want to, we didn't want to end up stuck in what was ever, whatever was going to happen. Um, I remember going home, and it was on the, um, it was on the main news as soon as I got home. I think, um, I think it's a clip on YouTube somewhere. David Ike, um, David Ike when he was doing the uh, BBC News, uh, he was commented on it, and Jeff, there was a. Uh, footage of Jeff all covered in blood. You know, his helmet, his police helmet flew off. Mm. Um, you know, that was that was the state of that was the state of the day, like mm. you know. And like yeah. you said, compare it to now, it's um, it's took a full full turn on it 100%. Yeah, like so, like 87, you were like you say, you're about 15. Obviously, in during the 70s and 80s, there was. You know, the violence of football and stuff was quite rife. It was quite well known. So you would have been aware of it, you know, be going on and, and there's there's a chance you might see some sort of hostilities and things like that. But when you were walking to the ground and that, and you saw, first of all, the bit, you know, by the pub and the minibus, was that, was you quite intimidated to it or was you quite sort of, you know, you kind of were half expecting to see that sort of stuff because you were obviously young at that point. Possibly, yeah. We were. I think we were a little bit naive on on the extent that uh, mm. that it would be that day, um, and no doubt that's why one of the reasons why there hasn't been a three o'clock kickoff on a Saturday yeah. for 30, uh, 30 odd years. Um, um, the last home game, sorry, the, the, um, on a Saturday, three o'clock. I think the FA Cup game down there in '91, which we'll speak about now soon. But that was at three p.m. on a Saturday as well. So uh, that right, okay. probably put the final, put the final nail in the coffin. What was the atmosphere like in the ground in terms of um, the game and and you know, like what I think the thing to remember is what we consider to be say a, a raucous, good atmosphere now. You know, you think the Leeds game and, and things like this, some of those big games over the years with this incredible atmospheres was very different back in the in the early 80s. Like, I remember going to games as a kid in sort of the late 80s. And, you know, the some games, the atmosphere would be good, but it was very different atmosphere-wise oh, to what it is in more recent times. Oh, yeah, I think, like I said, the crowd is 5,000, but, you know, to us. It was massive, and it was a, it was a really hostile crowd. I'd been to games in the past, you know, um, Cardiff games. Um, my, my mother actually took me to the first Cardiff game, but in '82, and mm. then she also took me to Anfield. She took me to Highbury, and I then in '87, um, I we, we went on the bus to Man United Liverpool at Old Trafford. Um, oh, that was a bit later, sorry, but this. Um, this game was the first I heard things like, you know, all the Bob Bank singing, you'll, you'll never reach the station. Um, mm. you know, just um, a catalogue of um, um, of intimidating songs, you know. Uh, yeah, that was, yeah, that, like I said, that was probably my first uh taste of um, what was to come. Did your mum ever worry, um, and like your parents ever worry about you going as a, like a young teen going to the football? <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they done it. They still, you know, obviously, I they were still worrying when when I was in my thirties, you know. Uh, yeah. Calm down, calm down a little bit now. I'm, I'm glad yeah. I've uh, moved away from all that time. Um, 
like we spoke about before, probably when my when my son was born, I knocked her on the head. Totally. Yeah. And we did talk about that before. And I think it's important to say, like, well, when we're, we're not trying to kind of glamorize these things which have happened over the years, what we're doing is we're we're looking at it through what you witnessed, what maybe you know you were there and you saw, um, because you've been going to Cardiff since 1987 and earlier than that. So, like, obviously, you've got a, a wide range of memories. Oh, yeah, fixture, you know, and, and many fixtures. And, you know, I know you wanted to be clear about that. Like, you're not trying to, um, you know, glamorize these things. It, it happened. Yeah, it was a part of, um, it was part of us. It was part of growing up, right? Um, yeah. It's something I wouldn't ever dream um, that I'd want for, uh, you know, my son. And when we went to Swansea this season, you know, he was quite hostile down there. And I, you know, I had his back all, all game and I, I, I have his back everywhere, anywhere we go. But I've moved away from that. And also I've moved away from, you know, like if I, when I do take my son, you know, I'm, I'll make sure it's in a, in a safe environment. Yeah, of course. And that's the way, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah. You, look at, you look at everything differently once you've got kids, I think, is um, just the way the world, isn't it? Everything becomes a uh, slightly different atmosphere and... You look at the atmosphere differently of places you you may go. Um, well, so so you said you mentioned you were just kind of getting into clothes and stuff at that point. You were perhaps just that was the first sort of uh, summer of clothing. What would you have been uh, wearing for that first game or that first derby game for you? What was you rocking? I think I was in the C seventeen dungarees actually, but um, yeah, I did wonder when you said someone was wearing them. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, no, but they were quite popular on terraces because, um, Chippy did them, uh, you know, big label, still a big label, you know, in the vintage game, but um, C17, uh, dungarees, yeah, probably from Woody's, um, but like Woody's at the time, Pavilion, Pavilion, Pavilion in 87, they, um, um, they were the first to stock CP Company in Cardiff. They they stocked CP Company in Cardiff a couple of years before um, Woody's. Um, they were on it. Um, they had like um, it was uh, CP Company ball jeans at the time. It was um, uh, Classic Nouveau or Mantonique. I could I could I could list hundred hundred labels yeah, outside. Course, yeah. um, at the time, um, the independents were stocking. Mm. It was a it was a totally different totally different ball game then. Yeah, hundred percent. And um, but I think, I think at fifteen, I couldn't afford I couldn't afford these labels. You know, I remember no. um, uh, radio was quite a cool label then, um, and there was a shop in Puthcall that uh, had this beautiful sweatshirt. Um, I wanted it, but you know, I you won't. I went on birthdays and stuff, didn't you? Yeah, it wasn't the last one. I think I did ask my mother, but I didn't push it, like because it was a, uh, it was extortion price, and um, yeah, it was nice then um, to start saving and and start buying buying uh, the uh, the gear that was uh, you know uh, we couldn't touch at the time. No, so um, following year, um, I think it was New Year's Day when eighty eight um, would have been. Yeah, the next one for you, next derby game for you. Um, a year yeah. older, a year wiser. Um, what yeah. was that one like? We went. It was, 
Norse Garlan um, was a big event in Mount Nash and it was big at the time because the race was still at midnight. So, okay. um, so what's yeah. that, sorry? The Norse Garland, um used to be an annual event in Mount Nash um, where they have um, they used to have um, I think it was a three or four mile run. Uh, athletes from all over the country would come. Um, okay. Yeah, so... And they used to have a hundred meter sprint as well in uh, through Penrith, but they stopped that. But yeah, but at the time it was still, it was still huge, and you're talking thousands of people in Mount Lash on um, New Year's Eve. Um, yeah, and I remember the the, the buzz before because mm. there was um, a couple of Swansea fans we knew uh, were there, and we were talking to them, and they said, "Yeah, we." I remember this, and they said, "Yeah, you're going down tomorrow." Yeah, um, I think. I think I was went on the Arda Glass. Um, me, me, and one of the boys, Jason Edwards, at the time, we went back to his house. Um, uh, stayed up pretty much all night uh, because we were buzzing on, you know, wait um, on the game on the um, on the following yeah. day. Um, we, yeah, we could cut the bus down there, and um, it's tremendous from start to finish, uh, pouring down. I remember it was pouring down, but we got the vetch and uh, got in there probably about two and a half, three thousand Cardiff now. And the North Bank was rammed. Uh, the ground's pretty packed that day. I think it was about 10, 11,000, which third, was with third, third division, it was uh, you know, quite a huge crowd. Bank yeah, big, crowd. Big, big crowds as well now. Pouring down. Rubbish game for an hour, probably. Mm. Nil nil. And I think Swansea took the lead in about. Oh, the 75th minute, yeah, yeah. Swansea took the lead in about 75th minute. Um, oh, everybody devastated during the goal. Um, then we went up and equalized, I think, about the 82nd, something like that. This is yeah, just back and forth, and then they came up then. I think it was Paul Rayner, um, who made it 2 1 to them. Uh, yeah, there was hardly any time left on the clock, and the North Bank, um, they were up. There was there was boys on each other's shoulders singing to us. <laughs> um, two one, yeah, two one, two one, giving all that, and we thought that was it. But then we went up and equalised. Then in um, in the with the last kick of the game, I think Jimmy Gilligan who was with us at the time. Yeah, he um, he put the he put the equaliser away. So. Uh, with the carnage and behind the goal, which yes. was uh, yeah, yeah, which was nice. But uh, yeah, four goals in the last 15 20 minutes, so uh, that turned good uh, end into the game. The, uh, um, yeah. the late goals like, always add to a day as well, don't they? So if you get a late winner or a late equalizer, it kind of yeah. just in the atmosphere after the game becomes so much more positive than it. And it's you feel like you've witnessed something special, even if it's just a league game or something like that. You know those yeah, late it, goals; they make for special it memories. Always, it all in them early. It always seemed to rain on the bench, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was. We were soaked through, um, but uh, it didn't stop the celebrating. You know, they had a player no. called um, Joe Allen. No relation, I don't think. Mm. Um, what pain in the ass he was! He got sent <laughs> off in, the, in that first game, in that eighty-seven game. Um, I think he Ed butted Terry Boyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he had a straight red for that, but uh, oh, he was—he's a proper jack. He was, you know, he was a uh, right pain. 
Yeah, didn't like Cardiff. He scored an overhead kick. He's the one who opened the scoring. Sorry, down there. He scored an overhead kick. Which, overhead um, kick, yeah. Yeah, there's footage of that on, um, online. But, um, yeah, I think that was my first Swansea Cardiff away game. What were those trips like going up to the Vetch? Obviously, it wasn't a bubble trip or anything like that. Would you? Did you get a coach? Did you drive yeah, or I jump in a van? It weren't bubble trips, but I. I they I were marshalled. Yeah, I think looking back, we um, uh, just on the outskirts of Swansea, it was either the Adder Glass supporters coach or Mike Lambert supporters bus from Aberdeen. We'd been a late. We'd stop in a late by just outside Swansea, and then uh, a bike, a police bike would take us through. Uh, you know, and uh, you, you drive past um drive past the prison and um the leisure centre but there on Oyster Mike Road, I think, and then you know, Swansea fans would be lined up and uh yeah, it'd be uh, uh the band and then these would be uh you know <laughs> V's and style. Yeah, yeah. So um and uh but yeah, straight into the vet and um around the corner from the, the old Glamorgan pub. And uh, into the ground, which was, uh, yeah, all good. But that 88 season, we played them uh, a few times, didn't we? Because we played them in the, the League Cup. where Yeah, I went to both of them as well. The um, the first League Cup game, we lost 1-0 in Indian Park. Okay. Can't, remember who, can't remember who scored, but um, it, was a, it, was a, it was a nothing tie, really. So not many Cardiff went down for the second leg. I'd say we got 800. Okay, um, that's not many at all, is it really for a for a derby no, game? Even I suppose no. league league cup, and a... but it was one. Looking back, it was one of the most kids talk about limbs now, don't they? And bodies. Mm. That was one of the best I've ever seen in my life. There was, you know, like you said, eight hundred, but that would have been eight hundred men, maybe one or two women. But you know, it was when we scored. I think Paul Wheeler. Wheeler, no, Terry Boyle equalised and then Paulie Wheeler scored the winner and they were both at our end. I don't think I've seen footage of it, you know, since. Um, not sure if the cameras were there. Somebody might, you know, somebody might, may have seen yeah. it, but um, that was, uh, was, um, was ballistic when, then, when the winner went in because it was, you know, we were on the floor. You know, yeah. bodies pulling each other up off the floor and um, <laughs> the way it should be. Especially when yes. in the derby, especially when in the derby, when you're one limbs down. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's when you want limbs. And that was obviously that was quite volatile when we went two 0 up because I remember the northern um, the north bank they were running out and um, there was trouble with the stewards. Um, that was the infamous um, swim swim away um, cobblers, oh. which so tell us tell a story of that because I know. You know, Swansea and some Swansea players like to um, kind of give the the signal then and all this, but it's people rarely tell the there. story. It's dragged on a bit now, isn't it? you know. I, yeah, I, I know. I know some of the boys who were there. You know, and they, they were youngsters. They were they they were my were much older than me, and oh, Swansea had massive numbers. Uh, so if, you, so if there was only eight hundred Cardiff fans there anyway, um, yeah, it was yeah, never going to be a big group of. Uh, oh, there were many, you know, and a couple of them uh, probably ended up waiting, which um, which they haven't stopped fucking talking about, have they, for the last no. 30 years? <laughs> but it was, um, yeah, we, we used to unwind this up on it for years. 
but it's now it's like oh come on change the record yeah because 90% of fans will go now. They don't even know what, what they're on about. Yeah, they don't know what it's about <laughs> or anything, do they? You know, but, you know, it got a rise out of us for a, for a while, I suppose, because um, I remember once or twice then the um, uh, some of them wore armbands when they come to Indian Park. Like, cause looking back, that's quite funny. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you know, that's, 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 that is quite comical. And we went. We talk about this now, but the first time we played at the Liberty was a League Cup game. And mm. uh, Betty Jackal, one of the Jacks, right? He um he was um he's Swansea's equivalent to Diane, right? You know, proper <laughs> character, fan character. And he um uh he had he had flippers on, didn't he, and uh, goggles and walking around in his fucking bathers when he <laughs> honestly <laughs> honestly, yeah, and it, Jesus. You know, come on. He was about 60 then, I think. Jesus. Wow. There we go. You know. but, but then you mentioned um, you were speaking to a couple of the Swansea lads on that, when you were at the race thing on, on New Year's Day. Like over the years, especially as you've got older and you've kind of come away from the that side of things, like that side of things, you got a lot of friends who, from from Swansea now, with Swansea fans, because I've got a couple of Swansea fans friends who perhaps 25, 30 years ago I wouldn't have had. And also, um, I know like some of my friends who, you know, about your age and, and kind of fans, you know, they've got some really close friends who were, you know, back in the day, they may have been sort of having a bit of a tear up with, where, you know, they're now really close friends. Well, for me, because you know, I um, I bothered with all, all the Arbadair boys when I when I was young, and uh, Arbadair was pretty much even even in the old, even when both teams were shit. Arbadair, mm. um, Cardiff as well as you, pretty uh, 50-50, I'd say. In, in oh, right, okay. Yeah, so you know, we have to drink with them, um, same pubs, and but you know, everybody everybody knew each other and got on like what you know. We, a couple of really good mates, you know, from uh, from them days, and and still are, um, and we never let that football side of it go on. And I know it's the same; it, it's been the same, like in Neath Neath for years, haven't it? Yes, yeah. You know, they they grew up together, and even though you know, they they've had their they've had their battles and their troubles over the years, it's still you know you still live in the same town as them, and uh, you know you still they're still working in the same places um yeah i was going to mention this because like the the actual cardiff lot when 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 it was going off a lot the cardiff lot you know they didn't really have much time for swansea it were swansea weren't the rivals it was newport mm. where, the, where yeah. the battles were going on the battles were going on with newport cardiff would go to newport one night newport would come to cardiff swansea was more it was more valley thing and yeah. more nathan portalbert Okay. Uh, they, you know, there was a there was a lot, lot of rivalry down mm. there, which spilled over, you know, into um into violence. Um, yeah, not so much the Cardiff. You can ask any of the older Cardiff lot. Swansea were, you know, were to them it was um pretty much an irrelevant site because I I know mm. the older Cardiff will say, oh, before my time they talk about late seventies, early eighties when they used to go to Swansea and like they went to Swansea in the FA. Welsh Cup, sorry, in '82, and you know they were that's, they were taking over the place at the time, and 
the that's why there was not so much of a um uh a hatred really for yeah. compared to the other way around like the jacks like i've i've wrote about this in the past before i think um the the, the ingrained hatred down there is is a lot worse than you know for the other way around yeah interesting that isn't it yeah, like um, i said um the valleys um like i said Abde, we um, yeah, the mix. You, you had a, yeah, it was never really, enforced it was never mix really, because of a never really any bother. It was never really any bother because we all knew each other and we all went to the same clubs and different things like that. Mm. Which, you know, I'll, um, That's interesting. I didn't know that, so I'm, I'm, I've learned something straight away there. I did not realise that there was quite so much of a, you know, like a split or whatever there. But, but um, at the time, but at the time, because like, the Aberdeen Mount Nash, Cardiff, you know, because uh, but the Merthyr, <laughs> the Merthyr Cardiff fans, and Merthyr the big Cardiff uh, following, they still have obviously. But at the time, you know, they um, they had their beef with uh, the Aberdeen Jacks, and that okay. you know that's, that's built over into midweeks and things like that with when when you're not playing. Um, where did where would you stand with that then? Because I suppose you'd know people from both sides, and it would be a bit you'd be uh, kind of caught in the middle almost. Yeah, yeah, we were once actually in um, Blackpool. Um, it was uh, it was quite mad one, one night in Blackpool where Murth and one uh, one of them is about seventeen, like, but one of them he didn't want to be left out. Uh, one of the boys from Aberdeen, and he came to uh, Blackpool with us, and he got recognised by the Murth boys. So that was uh, that was a mental night. Yeah, but, interesting. Well, you know they. Um, um, since then, you know, it's um, um, it's long. It's been long, you know, mm. long, long winding road. Um, so you had obviously you had the League Cup '88, and then um, you obviously played. We played them again towards the end of the season. Um, I think that was away as well, wasn't it? That uh, that final game of the season in '88 because they kind of took a. A big lot with them, I think. Is that right? Or have I got that mixed up? Yeah, I remember we played them, we played them in the league, uh, and then we had them in um, we had them in the Sherpa vans, which uh, so the, what's that like the auto glass the old, type thing? The is old it? Auto glass, yeah. We had them in the Sherpa gotcha. vans in Newman Park, and um, we beat them 2 0. I think it was about two and a half thousand there, but they brought ah, a few right, down. Okay. They brought a few down, not too many, but Alan Curtis he scored. Um, uh, well, he scored, you know, he scored wonderful goals for both clubs, haven't he? Um, yes, yes, yeah. But when we had him, yeah, I must have uh, that must have been painful for them. And he scored one of his trademark goals that night. He jinked about two or three Swansea defenders, curled it into the top corner. Um, at, yeah, at the Grange end. I, that's another one. I don't know if that's been um, that was recorded at the time. It's a shame, that isn't it, from a historical maybe, point of view? Maybe, maybe HTV had it, but. Um, uh yeah I, that was that was a wonderful goal yeah i am um, i made a i did a, an interview yesterday with pete jones who's a welsh filmmaker who's a swansea fan who's and uh, just he's about to premiere a, a film on john toshak's era at, um, I know pete at swansea. yeah so i, I did i spoke to him yesterday and um because he's got this tosh film coming out uh in may i think it is um 
when they focused on a, the period, you know, when Tosh came in and the impact yeah. he had on. Because, you know, people forget Swansea were on their knees when Tosh had come in and he changed it, not just on the pitch, but off the pitch as well for him. And um, yeah. it's something which I was, I would, you know, even as a Cardiff fan, you know, I didn't want to particularly watch a film about Swansea's greatest, uh, greatest moments. But actually, having seen the preview and speak, spoken to Pete, I found it was really, as a football fan, it was really interesting. And I like, um, Pete. I like Pete. We go back a long way. And um, he when, said when... like, "There's no digs in there about Cardiff or anything like that." And like, um, Gilo's on there, um, and there's you know a few others, and uh, it's it seems to be good. And obviously, John Toshak has been unwell recently, and um, I think they're hoping that he's going to be well enough to go to the Premier. Which yeah, you know, yeah, I hope I hope he can because I think for from a human human point of view, it would be good for him to be able to watch that film, of having course. seen the preview, and see see how p- highly his peers rate. You know, speak of him and 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 a film about him. So fingers crossed on that front. Um, sorry, yeah. mate, I, I digress. No, no, that's when um, um, when I was talking about the Abdeh boys when we were teenagers. Peter, um, he was uh, that's when I first met him, and he um, he. Uh, was the editor of the uh, Jack Mail fanzine in the late 80s. Oh, that's okay. He went into we music, doing, didn't he? Yeah, we were doing Watch the Bluebirds Fly. Yeah, he, he went up to London and he, and, um, uh, yeah, he wrote a book on the Libertines. With, good mates with the Libertines, he's done a book, didn't he? Um, yeah, he, um, yeah, I know, I just noticed he'd been working hard to get us off the ground and uh, good luck to him. Yeah. But, you know, going back with Toshak, the, the subject of John Toshak obviously mm. is a, it's a sore so, subject for Cardiff because. We weren't getting any investment at the time. Swansea weren't getting any investment, but they they struck gold when he went there, you know. And um, yeah, it could have should have been as well, didn't he? Yeah, Which could makes have, it been, could have should have been us, like. Yeah, yeah, we go. Uh, but we move on through your memories, mate. And uh, um, obviously, like the time has flown by already. Like we haven't even touched on a, a lot of them, so we'll um, we'll have to kind of skip around a little bit. Um, yeah. But you mentioned you mentioned the um, the rivalry with Newport being perhaps a bit bigger at the, in the in them days than the the Swansea rivalry in some ways. Obviously, there's that famous incident at the Stone Roses concert, um, which made the uh, enemy, wasn't it? It did, yeah. The enemy, like um, they printed that it was Swansea fans, but no, it was in, in fact obviously the, the Newport locals and the group of Cardiff went over. Um, we, we played Swindon in the FA Cup on a Saturday and then I think the Roses gig was on the Monday. And, uh, yeah, obviously the famous moment when uh, um, I think it was um, uh, when the when the Cardiff fans threw a yellow, the, the yellow. Nick Fisk. Uh, Nick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, sorry, I knew it was Fisk, but, yeah, it was Nick. Um, and Manny was like, oh, no, I don't fucking put that on again. <laughs> <laughs> And then we were all up. We were up in the seats at the back, and uh, yeah, that was uh, that was the start of that. Yes. Which um, yeah, which ended up with the, the, the yeah yeah when uh, ended up with the few posters going to Barai after the after the show. But you know, there yeah, I know there was there was some Jack said, but it was mainly um, Newport. A Newport or, thing. Yeah, yeah. That kind of gets lost a little bit. Like you speak to a lot of people who weren't around that time or, or weren't there and they kind of just have heard the stories over the years mm. a lot of people seem to 
will say is it was Cardiff Swansea at the gig, but actually I think we spoke about it briefly before as well that it was more a Newport thing. Um, yeah. So I found that just the correlation interesting because you had said about um, the Newport rivalry. Um, yeah, one of the one of the next games I think was Boxing Day '89 where Lee um, Barnard, the, yeah, Lee Barnard's goal after forty seconds was it? Mm. And a mate of mine, um, Alan Lewis from Abnashi, centre back that day. Um, <laughs> yeah, I first started going Cardiff games with Alan when we were um, when we were thirteen, fourteen. Um, but Alan, yeah, he, he gone to the youth side. Then he was playing. Uh, he was one of the best players on the pitch that day. But I remember, you know, the clubs were in such a state at the time. Um, Alan had to take his own kit home to wash. He had to take his. He was man of the match that day. You know, he's brilliant. Um, yeah, they did. I remember. Um, he had to take his own kit home to wash because uh, that was <laughs> that was the done <laughs> thing. Cost cutting measure. Yeah, I, I had um, Lee Jarman in the studio. Know. And he yeah, said the same thing. Can't imagine any um, Man City players taking their own kit home to watch. Can't them. imagine any footballers taking their own kit home these days, like <laughs> apart from the lower leagues. But um, well, Lee Barnard, Mick Lee Barnard was a good, 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 good player. I am um, a big yeah. fan of him. He was one of my favourites. Um, obviously, went and played for uh, Oldham and and a few other clubs afterwards, didn't he? But mm. um, yeah, like at the time we. Um, uh, we're Frank Barrows, don't we? Uh, mm. At 87, 88 season, oh, it's still iconic. We had, we had some great times home and away. Um, we, had a, we had a good side, but then same happened a couple of times. We had a couple of promotions that then we had a promotion uh, a couple of years later, but there was no, no investment. Once we leave the fourth division, we're in the third division and there's no investment. Um, mm. So back to square one because... Just um, up, and, up and down a bit almost then. Yes, you were just uh, Pike, Carl, Carl Dale and Chris Pike. Um, what, a, uh, what a partnership. Brilliant. And then obviously we had um, uh, uh, Stanton Dale, sorry. Um, yeah. And then both times when we got promoted, um, we couldn't quite cut it because there was we didn't strengthen really. It was, mm, it, it, you got the same the players. Yeah, it was the opposite really because like, when we got promoted in '88, uh, we, we ended up selling Ken Bartlett, um, who was a cracking striker. He was brilliant for us in that promotion season. Um, you know, not replacing him really. And then we ended up selling Gilligan, who uh, ended up down in Swansea, which um, which happened to Frankie Burrows as well. But Frank, unlike Gilligan, Frankie Burrows, he. Um, uh, he he, um, he broke through the barriers he did with the rivalry because um, it, it with it you know with the sad passing um, both club fans had um, had a lot of nice things to say about him. Yeah, Frank Burrows. Um, interesting. When I had Lee Jarman in the studio, um, he had a bit of a bittersweet kind of thing with um, with Frank because when um, Lee got at the end of his, uh, his one but last season. He signed a new contract. He had been, he was in the 19. He'd been captain for the last four games of the season. So he signed a new contract. So he's finished the season, gone away, buzzing, new contract, hometown club, 19, being captain. You know, the only way is up, isn't it? He'd had some, yeah. uh, some, some higher league clubs looking at him. Um, and then when he went back after the summer, 
uh, Frank Burroughs just didn't speak to him for six months, literally didn't say a word to him for six months. He was isolated out of the team. Um, he would ended up, he would go out on a Friday night because he wasn't in the squad and, and he got into that habit. And his career kind of pitted out into a Welsh league career rather than, what, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, at 19, 18, 19, he looked like he was going to be uh, a world beater. Like, And when you look back, I think... Lee Jarman, the way he played, defended and played football was was more suited to today's game than yeah. perhaps the the eighties and nineties. Um, Good point. Yeah. Um, was there any sort of players in particular who like just got it in terms of the South Wales derby, just like really bought into the the rivalry? As you yeah, in, the early, years? in the early days, I think yeah, but. Um... We we had a problem probably during the Dave Jones era when we very rarely turned up for a derby, do we? Um, yeah, we looked like they didn't. They it was the complete opposite, wasn't it? It was like they just treated it like another game, and we yeah. always seemed to have a problem with getting over the line. But down there to them, at, at that time when they were coming um, from um, League Two, when it was a cup when final had, for them, wasn't it? yeah, when they had that run. Because the first time, um, we skip a few years now, but the first time we played them then, we hadn't, we didn't play them for about seven years through, yeah. through Sam and Mam's era. Um, I think we played them, do we, in the um, uh, FAW Trophy. But um, the first time we played on the Liberty, uh, I'll be honest, it was, you know, we, t- we took a loads down, but it was a bubble. Um, but the atmosphere in there was, uh, Swansea fans might say, it was the most hostile it's been down the Liberty because our players froze on the night. Um, yeah, okay. yeah, it was, it was, it, Swansea used to have a load of boys on the halfway line and some of our players couldn't even take throw-ins, you know, it was, um, it was that, it was that intimidating, it was, mm. um, yeah, it was, it, it was a tough night that was, um, but like we hadn't played for seven years. In between that, uh, for me, there was the internet years. Like, um, oh, you know, I I used to get even myself. I'd get arguments all the time online. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose it would have been like message boards back in them days, wouldn't it? And then um, yeah, it was, it was, and it you know did turn quite uh, quite volatile and nasty, and um, it uh, definitely escalated into that league cup game. Um, mm. Yeah. But what, what year I, was that? That'd been about two thousand and eight. Pardon? Was that about two thousand and eight? Was it something like that? Um, or a bit earlier? Yeah, maybe. Oh, oh, yeah, it was about yeah about two thousand eight because we hadn't played them at brief for quite quite some time. No, there was like a big gap, wasn't there? Yeah, they were. Um, we were perceived through that time to be the money bags. You know, we were spending. Um, well, we had an incredible squad, didn't yeah. we, going into that, yeah. those seasons. We were spending, you know, extortionate amounts on wages and fees, uh, which was great at the time, wasn't it? But, um, oh, you know, what, a time. It, uh, what a time to be a fan. Yeah. Um, but to them, like you said, it was their cup final, and it was probably the equivalent of when it wasn't It wasn't as atmospheric or hostile as when we played Leeds. But, I'd but to, say, them. to them, I'd say it would be on a par what, mm. um, what it was with us against Leeds. But wasn't it was it the following year when Chopra scored the, that late winner? Um, 
I think we uh, went down. In, yeah, we went down in the league that season. We lost three two. That was a, that was another Dave Jones catastrophe. Shrugging his shoulders on anybody, and fucking, mm. uh, we on our head out on the way home. Um, how poor we could have been down there. Um, but he always said he 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 um, he treated it as any old game. Which yeah, he didn't care. Uh, he? I, I, under, I understand the logic, but sometimes it's nice to go down there. And <laughs> You've got to see it from your fans' point of view, haven't you? And see how how, how much it hurts them. To but to the chop. The Chopra winner was, you know, that was um was special. Yeah. That was that revenge was was sweet then because it was in injury time. We were one 0 down one way. I think Ashley Williams yeah. scored. Chopra equalised then in the first half, and then we went up. And um, I remember yeah. I was my celebrations was so contorted and long. <laughs> all our lot we used to have season tickets in between. Um, um, in between the Canton and the Ninian, where it is now, obviously. Um, and uh, it was chaos when we scored, obviously. Uh, and I remember this fella then, he, I don't know, he might have been a neutral. He said, Oh, enjoy that, you know, after I stopped, calm down after about three minutes of uh, mm-hmm. enjoy that, you know. And I was thinking, uh, you know, he he was obviously being, excuse me, obviously being sarcastic, but yeah, but I did enjoy that one. Thanks for asking. Yeah, cheers, mate. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of late goals in the derbies, like obviously the Chopra one was special for me. The Bellamy one is like the one, the one, because it was at their place and the quality of it. And and I think they're the Swansea fans in particular, but football generally outside of Cardiff, people didn't like the fact that we had Craig Bellamy. Um, because okay. he was still, he was still, a, you know, he had he was coming off the back of a of a good run at Man City, and um, you know he well, was still regarded as a quality footballer. Yeah, hopefully, you know, there's there's rumours there's a there's some Cardiff guy in the Welsh squad at the moment, and he that um, he could be taking that same trajectory, which uh, mm. which would be nice. Anyway, going back to that derby, you look at crossed, the mate. look look at the players involved um, in the winner. You know, um, Jay Bothroy. Jay Bothroy was on top of his game only for two or three years. Oh, yeah. Aaron Ramsey, which you know, yeah, we only had him for a month. That was that was a teaser, wasn't it? <laughs> but upsets me, mate. It upsets me. We, we were superb that day. We were superb that day, and uh, we defended really well for once. And mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, Bellamy's um, Bellamy's strike. Um, I think. Um, yeah, I think Ramsey sold Rangel a dummy, didn't he? And Rangel was yeah, he just uh, laid it off, didn't he? And then he didn't uh, spend the money for the <laughs> yeah, uh, he's swimming. Yeah, <laughs> ironically, like, but yeah, um, it was uh, that was a good day. Yeah, Jay Bothoid, mate, was just a, a special footballer, and he's actually he's, um, I've gotten to know him a little bit over recently, and uh, he's uh, just a really sound guy, very misunderstood guy, I think, um, yeah. on a lot of fronts. Um, Dave Jones, the only manager who's been able to get a tune out of him, um, which kind of is interesting to me on a separate note, because it, at the moment, Wayne Rooney is the only one who seems to be have ever gotten a tune out of Ravel Morrison. Yeah. Um, and I regard them both really as these talented footballers who have never quite achieved what they could have considering their talent. But um, well, saying, saying We're still sick about it now when Bothroyd went off at Wembley against 
Blackpool. Blackpool. That was that, the, that was the change the game. I changed, I changed the course. I changed the course of all modern history. I did. But do you know you why know? that? Do you know why you changed it? It's because every time Jay Bothroyd was on the pitch, we looked the better foot team because yeah, he linked yeah. everything up together. And even when he didn't score. He knitted everything together for Chopra or McCormack or whoever yeah, else. We, we, we were winning two one. We were comfortable, weren't we? And then, uh, yeah, oh, that was uh, heartbreak. The nightmare, nightmares. But we we, um, we, we move on. <laughs> I want to skip back actually, just quickly, Med, to the I think uh, was it ninety eight first bubble trips or yeah. ninety nine. Yeah, was, first was bubble trips. Back. What was the reaction, and why did it come about? I think. Because of the, um, what happened, what happened in the '93 game um, was um, obviously much publicised. What happened in the, in the grandstand? Um, I weren't there because um, uh, I was on holiday, shall we say, at the time. Um, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, uh, I think after '91 with the FA Cup, they wanted, they probably wanted to um, take action. And '93 was the finally pushed them over the edge. Um, they couldn't, they, you know, the authorities probably couldn't keep on like uh, they were. Um, and then, yeah, then the bubbles came into. Uh, no, first of all, we had a three, three seasons. I think it was where um, uh, it was on way fan ban. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, the f- first game after that, we were banned from going to Vetch, but we. We ended up beneath for the day. Um, yeah, the, so that was uh, that was quite interesting. Anyway, but then we played them in Indian Park. And uh, Di Thomas was playing for Swansea at the time. All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think they beat us 3-1. And then um, <laughs> I think after the third round call went in, one of the better known Cardiff fans, I won't say his name, <laughs> he... Um, he ran on the pitch and he jumped on the crossbar trying to snap it. <laughs> yeah, he was trying to snap the crossbar like so. Um, yeah, that, uh, uh, that I wish he beginning. did. I wish he did. He might have came abandoned. But mm. um, yeah, so then years we played them. Um, Midweek came down the veteran or fans allowed, but I know where some Cardiff did go and kept uh, you know kept themselves themselves um, uh, spread all over the ground. Mm. Uh, it was okay. a time in the snow. It's time in the snow. They beat the four one, and then one of the last away games where we were in a load of we beat them one nil. I think was it the time where um, Paul Miller scored? Was it, yeah, I think so. It's Paul Probably Miller scored. Current, yeah, coincided. He scored two from the halfway line, didn't he, last season? Mm. Um, and one of them was down the bench, and there was no, no, no fucking behind the way end, like to celebrate. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we um, as like like you said, Norway fans. That was weird. And then the um, uh, the bubbles came into. Uh, so came what into was the, like for you guys? What was the reaction to that? Because on one hand, you must have been like, oh, finally we can go and watch Cardiff Swansea again." But then on the other hand, bubble trip. In between, in between, we played them in the Welsh Cup semi final. Um, one two one down there. But I was in Portugal at the time. I remember phoning back. I remember phoning back to one of the boys asking what happened, what was the score, blah, blah, blah. But the second leg, I was there and we beat them 4 1. And that was one of my um, that was one of my favourite nights in Indian Park. It wasn't many here, but um, 
Never it was one of those World Cup games, really, was it? No, but who was there made such a, a brilliant atmosphere. And it was about Swansea, because they lost 2-1. They didn't bring many to um, the second leg. Probably about 500 came. And <laughs> the best thing was we were we were in good voice that night. And um, as every goal was going in, you could see some of them want to leave. But yeah. uh, <laughs> police wouldn't let them. Yeah, <laughs> so oh, they, had to, they were yeah, forced yeah. watching. Yeah, they had to fucking stay and uh, take, <laughs> med- take their medicine, which was even better, really, because um, we went, we ended up winning four-one, and that was when Phil Stant was in his pomp. I think he scored, I think he scored a couple down there, and he scored the fourth um, when um, at Lindy Park that night. But great atmosphere. We were, we were in the ball bank seats. It was probably, I don't know, probably a few hundred at the front. Um, uh, Keeping the singing going all night, which was uh, that was that was that was a good moment. You know, you can you you can keep um, you can keep the Premier League games where we had thirty odd thousand. And, um, some people look back uh, to them nights at Indian Park where um, it was uh, you know very uh, very special. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, mate. Um, so you had the the first ever bubble trip, ninety eight, and then obviously ninety nine was kind of the beginning of the the Sam and Man era. Um, from a like a culture point of view, where were you with clothes and, and music at that point, like 98, 99? 98, 99, I think. Um, that was like the Stone Island era more, wasn't it? Yeah, later on, um, it was um, Stone Island had dipped for during the decade, dipped in and out. Mm. I think 99 was probably the CP company. They did the Metropolis range. Um, yeah, I think I was wearing I had a TV Metropolis coat in in ninety eight ninety nine. Um, Prada was coming in. It didn't last long, but it came. Right. Came in and Prada, out. Prada stuff. Really yeah, that was big fan of it. That was um, black with red as well. Yeah, but I first knew it was Prada red stripe, and then it was called Prada Sport, and that that was coming in um, at the end of that century. Yeah. Um, um, I've seen um, one of those CP company Metropolis coats in white. Um, yeah. Like 195 quid the other day. It's, yeah. Uh, That's a bargain. Like a, it's a real bargain. Oh, yeah. They've done, they've done a new range, haven't they? Sorry. Yeah. They've done um, they've done hoodies and different things uh, mm. um, in, in tribute. But yeah. yeah there's um, some, some classics, the CP company stuff. Some real nice. Going back, uh, going back to Stone Island and Swansea. Like um, we played them in the um, after the FA Cup game. Yeah, they they classed it as their revenge, <laughs> their revenge game. But uh, you know, they they came down, they played up a bit. Um, in '93, in the Ultra Glass, and um, I just stole another time is the reflective coats. Uh, winter '92, bought this blue reflective coat from Woody's, and uh, I. In the dark, you know, when um, uh, when you go in the game, <laughs> you just, mm. just stand out like out. you know what I mean. Stick um, out like a sore thumb. Yeah, and I did, and I did. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was um, all going off all the way up the, from the Indian pub to Slober Road, and I had a big fucking stood out like a <laughs> sore mm. thumb. But um, yeah, actually, that game, I was another. Brilliant atmosphere, even though we lost, but uh, we lost two one. But um, a few years later, 
he was on Sky and when we scored, I think Stan scored again and it was some Cardiff on the pitch because we used to go on the Canada stand. Um, and then um, we, uh, a couple of years later, there was a minibus full of Airdrie lads came down. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, and they, they, they told me after they saw that game, they had, they said they had, they had to come down to a Cardiff Swansea game after they saw that because they were so uh, impressed with um impressed with the atmosphere. Yeah, oh, it was uh, you know they they were, they were good times. You must have racked some clothes though, over the years, some decent clothes as well. Not anymore, but yeah, no, no, I know not anymore. But like over the years, like back in the day, you must have racked some expensive clubber. Probably, yeah, and um, yeah, not just me, obviously. No, no, of course. Yeah, but, some people, mm. uh, boys, and like I, because you see some people like, and they, you know, you got to talking like six, seven hundred quid coats and stuff. Just gonna get uh, actually really- that. Actually, that blue stone and reflective, I took her back not long after because Woody's had about five in, and they all went straight away um, mm. because it, you know they, they were sought after. But the uh, the material started peeling, and yeah, it, was a, it was a mess after a while. And uh, took it back, and then uh, had a credit note. But it happened to all of them at the time. And oh, now, right. you know, yeah. now these courts, um, uh, that type of thing, is revered now in the um, in the vintage game. Um, yeah. But, yeah, at the time, you couldn't wear them. They would, um, they were quite, like... Yeah, they were quite shoddy. Oh, that's a shame. Huh? So, what about music time? Um, so, like, style that Sam and Man era, what music would you have been listening to at that point? <laughs> well, going back, I think the Cardiff Swansea rivalry, when I was a teenager, mm. me and a few of my friends, we, we'd... Uh, We'd go to Martha's now and again in Swansea, and um, we were going to our first house clubs in Cardiff. But um, it was, you know, both cities had a bit of a thriving um, dance music scene. I was going to say, Swansea was quite renowned for having a decent um, dance, like clubs and stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, Escape was popular during the mid 90s, but before that, Swansea had um, uh, Martha's, it was strictly groovy, it was called. But even before that, um, Jeff Thomas, he was um, uh, he was a hip hop DJ, um, but then he moved into hip house. Very right, okay. Like hip house was massive in Cardiff, but also then uh, Swansea had a big, you know, uh, dance mm. scene, um, which. Um, yeah, then it started at the hardcore. There was a place called Pulse and Swansea University, commemorates used to go there. But by then, it was a little bit too on top for me to go, and I didn't want to go because I knew I'd end up. It was around the time the FA Cup came, I know. It was uh, it, it was a bit too much. Um, uh, people, much, after the yeah. FA Cup game, like people would have known your face, wouldn't they? Well, yeah, we, when we were kids, I was going down there um, to Martha's, you know, mm. um, um, Wall Street and Port Talbot. Okay. But Cardiff as long as he would be in there. Um, you know, sometimes it, you know, it ended up in violence. But then, um, you know, the rave culture came in then. Um, Everyone loved each other. Well, 
lot of a lot of a lot of Cardiff boys were going down there, didn't care, you know, even though they were going to football. But uh, for others, it was like, um, yeah, it didn't really. But I did end up. I ended up going uh, Club Passion, which was the follow-on from Pulse. Went about ninety-three. Yeah, yeah. By the time I thought, fuck it, I'm going to go. Uh, I missed out too many good nights here. A um, couple of the boys were DJing, you know. Um, went down there. It was nothing really. Um, some of the football lot were going raving, and uh, you know, a lot of them uh, didn't bother. But the stories I heard there from the escape club. Um, yeah, it was. Um, it was quite. Um, Quite naughty sometimes. Cardiff, some Cardiff go down there wearing Stone Island or you? and um, yeah, it was uh, got on top from. Mm. But um, yeah, it's gonna be difficult there. Like once you you're kind of down there, and if people get if there's Swansea lot get get wind of the fact that you're there and stuff, it's gonna be. It, it was a time, like I said, it was there's a group of Cardiff who. Um, who we always got down there regularly and never got any, never got any grief. You know, it was just um, certain people at certain times. Did you ever get much like throughout those early, earlier years, eighties and nineties and stuff like that? Was there many times where uh, like fans would go in the opposing and away ends and kind of try it on a bit? Like you know, like you see in um, I don't know whatever like films and all these different films and like ID and all that. And every now and again, you hear these stories of people going in the away ends on their own from back in the day. I mean, like these days you get in, you get kicked out. But like back in, you know, the 80s, the 70s, doing that was came with a lot more risk than oh, yeah, before, with these days. Before my time, before my time. But like I said, the older lot, oh, the older, even older than me, they, um, they'd been in the, they ended up in the North Bank several times, you know. Well, yeah, that was that was the, the the culture at the time. Yeah, of course it was. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk a bit about the Salmon era. I know it's um, uh, controversial in some, in, well, in many ways, I suppose. Um, but it was also, you know, on the on the field, it led to some very special moments and led to Dave Jones coming in and and signing, you know, all those players that sort of set the. The, the tone for the Dave Jones era, who was the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously you had the Leeds game and, and things like this, which all contribute. You know, it's, it's history and it's, it's part of it. These are big moments. Um, what uh, were the Swansea games like in that era? Well, this is the thing. We didn't really... Didn't have a lot of them, did it, we? It was last year. It was last um, six or seven year lull. But we didn't play and we played him in the FAW trophy where Sam and I remember famously paid for their coaches to come. Um, yeah, they paid for their coaches to come. It was the FAW trophy didn't last long, did it? No, but uh, that was a good night. We beat them 1 0, and um, yeah, it was a it was another notch like um, uh, another trophy, but um, yeah, like I said, during the Sam era, we didn't we didn't really play him. That's when I said that was mainly the um. The internet era of um, mm. <laughs> of uh, the banter back and forth. Um, so obviously, we talked about um, the Chopra and the and the Bellamy goals and stuff like that. Um, Two thousand and thirteen, we kind of jump ahead a bit. Um, obviously, both clubs were in the Premier League. Um, 
which was a very unique situation in many ways. Um, yeah. How was that for you in terms of, obviously, by 2013, you're a bit older, a bit wiser. Um, uh, we've, we've spoke about um, uh, the rebrand at the time, and obviously, you know, even though we... Um, it was difficult, mate, wasn't it? For yeah, look, even, even though we were, we were getting full houses, and we had a full house against Swansea, was it 30,000? It was still strange on it, but we didn't, you know, um, beating Swansea one nil. It didn't matter to us at the time what colour we were wearing, and it didn't matter to them, even though even though they uh, give us a lot of stick, really, for um, uh, having red. When 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 they lost, don't you? You know, you only got to look at the footage of them uh, um, devastated in in that way, and so you know they didn't care what fucking colour we were wearing either mm -hmm. that night, you know. Yeah. Hundred percent, mate. It's um, it's just one of them. It was a weird atmosphere, wasn't it? And uh, there was a like a sour taste. Yeah, especially when we went down and, and the whole they, season. Yeah. It was like it wasn't it. There was like a bitter taste. Horrible, horrible. Um, uh, and I'm glad you know we he saw the error his ways, and didn't he? Um, yes. But at the start, I thought he was temporary. It wouldn't last, but it lasted a lot longer than uh, than it should have. Should have happened right at the end of the day, should it? Um, ultimately, shouldn't have happened. Uh, 2019 then was the next sort of uh, battle between the clubs. Um, what do you remember from that one? Um, well, we come in now into the uh, the most recent uh, ones, aren't we? Almost all isn't we? Yeah, it was 2019 a lockdown game? I thought was it just no, just no, sorry, 2019. Um, it was a nil-nil at Indian Park um, at Cardiff. Uh, I took my boy down for his first Cardiff Swansea and uh, not very how memorable. Did he, how did he like it? Uh, like in terms of the atmosphere and, and that side of things? It was rubbish, Sunday morning. It was Sunday morning. Um, yeah, this is the thing, isn't it, with these Sunday, like Sunday morning, 11 o'clock or something. It's just people are barely yeah. woken up, are they? And it's, it's such a shame that the atmosphere gets watered down for these big yes. games. Definitely. Obviously, the lockdown uh, games, phew, strange. It's been a strange time, haven't they? You know, they, and they beat us 2 0 down here. Not very nice, was it? But um, no. Getting our own back down there with Flinty's head. Uh, I was, um, I remember my, my wife um, put it on her Facebook status saying, um, I think Cardiff have won because Anthony nearly come through the ceiling. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was nice. And then, but this season, I took my son and our friends with their family and friends um, with their young boy. Um, it was horrible. Oh, it was horrible. I wouldn't uh, wouldn't want to put my boy through that again. Um, in what way, mate? Um, the atmosphere. You know, when we were we were getting we were awful when we were on the pitch. Yes. Um, we yes. did, but we played about seven centre backs didn't we that day, <laughs> <laughs> and they yeah. they weren't they weren't that good, but they destroyed us. You know, um, and we we were right next to, not far from, the um, uh, the segregation, so we had them in a year old game, and yeah, it wasn't it wasn't particularly pleasant. But um, I told my son it, it's not always like this. So hopefully now, on come Saturday, we'll um, uh, we'll have it in reverse. Positive results, yeah. Positive result. Um. 
Right, Tone, just before we kind of uh, wrap it up, mate, if I could uh, ask you for your favourite moment that isn't a goal from the history of your of your history of South Wales derbies, what would you uh, what would you go for? Even though even though we beat them in the top flight um, in front of thirty thousand people, like I said, the the Welsh Cup semi final in front of five thousand people um, beating them four one, but you know we were we were in great voice all game. Um, that that was a great moment from Indian Park. Um, yeah, uh, that's that live long in the memory. And um, if there was one song. Uh, from the your sort of catalogue of music that you listen to that you associate with the South Wales Derby, is there one which kind of sticks out? Whether it's a song you you like you listened to when you were younger before the game, or or after, or is there any 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 sort of song or album that you kind of go to? Good uh, good question. That is, um, I think yeah, my my, my first game, that first game in Indian Park in '87. At the time, it was a photo, it was photo online. Uh, me at the time, I had a Beastie Boys, um, Run DMC T-shirt. Um, it was there together forever tour. Mm. So um, yeah, one from uh, uh, one from a Raisin Hell album of um, uh, Run DMC or Licensed to Ill Beastie Boys. I'll do for me, Sam. There we go. I like it, mate. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, Tony, as ever, mate, it's always a pleasure to uh, discuss football and whatnot with you. Um, it's, been a, it's been a good uh, good little chat. Um, we went way, way longer than we thought we were going to because we just, at the start, we were talking, just like talking away. And then uh, before we knew it, it was like 50 minutes gone. It was like, oh, my God. We could go uh, on for a lot longer. I'll come on, I'll come yeah. on again soon. Yeah. But de- mate, I'd definitely like to do one on, uh, on music because... Um, I feel like we could have some real good uh, conversations on that, mate. Perhaps we'll save that one for when you come down to the to Cardiff and join me in the studio. That'd be 100%. a good one. Um, as ever, mate, it's a pleasure. All right, thanks, Sam. Cheers, Don. You have a good night. And um, Thank you soon. we'll see you all soon. Cheers, guys. All the best, sir. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.